The 2024 Big Ten schedule is out, and I think it's super, super interesting. A new schedule for a brand new Big Ten. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Bucky Report, your destination for all things Wisconsin Badgers. Authentic takes. Oh, my God. Game analysis. Touchdown, Badgers. Ring one up. And discussion from the fan perspective. Thanks for joining us and on Wisconsin. Welcome into the Bucky Report. I'm your host, Rajiv Chabra. And for a bonus episode to talk about the 2024 Big Ten schedule. Now, you may be wondering, we have four games left of this year. We've got a full Big Ten basketball slate. Why are we talking about the 2024 football schedule? But I love this stuff. I think it's super interesting to look at ahead, look ahead to next year, figure out what games we want to maybe go to, how the schedule lays out, potentially some way, way too early record predictions, and kind of where we fit um, in other with the other kind of upper echelon Big Ten schools. Uh, coming up on the Bucky Report this weekend, uh, we're going to be doing a full basketball preview, which is going to be excellent, and of course, going over the Indiana game. There's also a lot of content that Ryan Herrings is doing on Locked on Badger, so definitely check him out. A lot of stuff going on in the world of Badgers right now. But the first thing is this Big Ten schedule. And honestly, I think it's really, really fascinating. Now, we already knew the opponents, right? So that was already set. But then we got we really we got the schedule dropped today as far as the lineup, bye weeks and everything. Now, the season's a bit elongated. Labor Day is a little earlier. So the season starts August 31st and it goes all the way until the end of November because Thanksgiving's a little late. So you're going to see two bye weeks, which is one of the first things that, that kind of jumped out at me as something great. We're going to pop it up on the screen here. If you're listening on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you'll see the schedule here on the left-hand side. If you're on, if you're listening to us on Spotify or any other podcasts, I'll talk you through the whole thing. So that's excellent. But <clears throat> let's kind of just get into this a little bit. And one of the things right off the bat that I absolutely love is seeing Western Michigan and South Dakota at the top of the schedule. I know that there's a lot of people out there that don't really like those sort of lesser opponents early in the season. I think it's super important. And because look, there's no preseason in this sport and we don't need to be going into the Alabama game and into the big 10 schedule without really working the kinks out. Braden Locke is going to be in his second season. His first full season, most likely is our quarterback. We don't really know what the running back situation is going to be, whether Allen's still going to be there, what that's going to look like. So there's a lot of gelling that has to happen. So not only with the quarterback and the running backs, but the wide receivers, defense, schemes, everything. I don't want to open the season with Alabama or Penn State, which we've had you know, recently. We had LSU before, and I know that's sexy, right? It's sexy to have that, that huge, big opponent coming right off the bat. I'm okay with the, way, with, with the way that this is. So I really like that. Western Michigan, South Dakota, you got to think, okay, that's two wins, a great way to start the season, and that's nice. Then, of course, comes Alabama, which is another great, great test. Look, I think what's interesting about this is as the Big Ten has now grown, right? We've added Washington and Oregon and UCLA and USC. I think some of these crossover games between the SEC and the Big Ten may start to dwindle a little bit because you won't necessarily need that kind of strength of schedule, right? So in the years of the BCS and, and, and even the college football playoff as it sits today, strength of record, strength of schedule really matters. But now with the conferences being so deep, I wonder how long we're going to continue to see games like this. Now, I'm all here for it, right? Because Alabama coming to Camp Randall is going to be really, really great. It's must-see TV, right? I mean, as a Badger fan, even as an, as an SEC Alabama fan, 
this is a game that people are circling and, and, and it's there. So I like the fact that we have two warm-up games. And I'm saying warm-up games. I understand that these teams are good. They can definitely beat us, but they're warm-up games. They should be warm-up games. And I like the fact that we have that going into the big test against Alabama. And it's a measuring stick, right? So Braden Locke and these guys next year, we're going to know very early on what we can expect going into the Big Ten season because Alabama is a top-notch team, and we're going to know, are we good enough to compete and what's it going to look like? After Alabama, we have our first bye week. And in my opinion, this is great because as soon as that bye week's over, we go to USC and we're starting the Big Ten slate. And I think it's an excellent time for a bye week. If you're looking at the entire schedule, the bye weeks are week four and then again, three weeks from the end of the season. So you've got, you've, you've got let's see, you get six games in between the bye weeks. So three, six, and three. I think that's fantastic. It gives a chance to understand, okay, we evaluate the first three games. What happened in the Alabama game? Hopefully it's a victory. Um, and then, you know, what do we, do we need to get right? Injuries that may have developed. Going into the Big Ten slate, having that bye week is really great. Now, if there was only one bye week, I might say, well, I maybe prefer to have that a little bit later. But with, the, with two, I think it's excellent, right? Really, really nice. Another thing that kind of jumps off the page, of our first five games, four are at home. Right. So we have Western Michigan and South Dakota. And then, of course, Alabama at home. Then we've got the bye week. Then we're going to USC, then followed by Purdue. So five, four of the first five are at home, which is excellent. Really important to get started off right on the right foot there. And hopefully it's with a lot of wins. <clears throat> Obviously, we never know what's going to happen with this team. What freshmen are going to play? Who's coming in in the transfer portal? What the team looks like is a complete mystery at this point. Not total mystery, but there's a lot of unknown. But having the schedule like this, it you can see that it sets up for a possibly possible good start, especially with that many home games. That being said, there are tough ones. So after the bye week, now, September 28th, if you ever listen to the show, you know that I live in Las Vegas and I'm a West Coast guy after growing up in the Midwest and going to Wisconsin. I am extremely excited about the Badgers coming to USC. It's still a four-hour drive for me, but I'm definitely going to be there, and I know that a lot of you guys who are on the West Coast are probably going to be there as well. What an awesome experience to see the Badgers play in California. Usually it's just for the Rose Bowl, which is fine as well. This is the Coliseum, so I'm really excited about it. But talk about a tough test to open up the Big Ten slate. I mean, you're, you're going to one of the best teams in, the, in this conference now. Literally instantly, they become one of the best teams. And it's a tough way to start because now, let's face it, you're probably not going to pick the batters to win that game. Now you're starting the conference 0 and 1. So that's very difficult. So you've got this like really tough mini stretch of Alabama and USC stacked right against each other. Two teams the Badgers generally do not play. So that's that's really exciting. And I think that it it provides some spice, but it also provides a little bit of danger and hesitation because do we really want to be have two losses at this point in the season, which Honestly, if you're picking prop, if you're picking with your head, you're thinking you're probably oh, you're probably two and two at this point. But then you've got sort of this. Then it calms down a little bit, right? So we've we've got our two sort of lesser opponents at the beginning. We've got Alabama, our bye week, and then at USC. Then we have a stretch of home to Purdue, and then at Rutgers and at Northwestern. This is pretty much the only stretch of this of this season that I think you can look at it and say, okay, these are all pretty winnable games, right? I mean, that's basically what you're looking at with Purdue, Rutgers, and Northwestern. Not that these teams cannot surprise us because they certainly can, but I'm comfortable with that. I, I think that's solid right there. Then it starts. Then you then you got this another little like 
huge stretch. Penn State at home on October 26th, closest to Halloween. So that'll be an interesting game. And Penn State is a team that we've had some really difficult games against. They're obviously one of the better teams in the conference. We don't play them every year. We're not going to, but I like to see that Penn State game at home. I think that's that. I'm very happy that it's at home, by the way. And then Iowa, a team that obviously, you know, we, we, we lost to again this year. We lost to them last year. We, we're not going to lose to them three years in a row, um, hopefully. We will play Iowa every year because Iowa and Minnesota are our protected rivals in this season. So, or in, in, in this new schedule, then we've got another bye week, right? So we had the bye week early and we've got six games, three of which you think are really winnable in Purdue Rutgers and Northwestern and then Penn state and Iowa. So at this point in the season, if you say Alabama is a loss and you say USC is a loss and then maybe Penn state, that could be potentially three losses there. At that point, you're looking at six and three. If you beat Iowa, that's that's difficult, right? That makes for a very, very difficult schedule. Uh, but look, that's I'm okay with that. It's great to see this kind of stuff on the schedule. Obviously, we love the days of the Big Ten West, which are now expiring and where we had an opportunity to go to the Big Ten Championship every year. But the bottom line is, this is the new Big Ten. This is the new college football. We're going to have to get used to seeing schedules like this. So, I think that there's some, you got to take some level of excitement about it as well, knowing that you're going to have this many great games, especially in camp Randall as well. So that's, that's good. After the second bye week on November 9th, we finish out our season with three big games home against Oregon. That's really cool. Again, another opponent that is in the new big 10 that we're not really used to seeing, which I'm super excited about that. And of course, following year, we'll be going to Austin stadium um, in Eugene. And then we end the season with opponents we typically will end the season with at Nebraska and home against the hated Golden Gophers. I still love that we end the seasons against Minnesota. I think that's a, a very classic um, college football element. You know, I know a lot of teams, some rivals will play earlier in the year. I like that. I like playing Minnesota at the end. I don't know if it's always going to be like that, but I really hope that it is. And I, I like that. I think it's a really good tradition. Um, and of course, it's great to end the season on a win. Hopefully we we don't have any more crazy random debacles against this team. But so let me run through that again. Western Michigan, South Dakota, Alabama to start by week on September 21st at USC to start the Big Ten slate. Home against Purdue at Rutgers at Northwestern. So a couple so some road games there. Home against Penn State at Iowa, then the bye week Oregon at home at Nebraska, home against Minnesota. So I mean, where does this schedule sort of compare to the other teams in the conference? Now, when I looked at this, I'm not looking at every single Big Ten team, but when I think about the upper echelon of the conference, because look, if you're going to play in the Big Ten championship now, you're going to have to have one of the two top records. So you're now not just competing with Iowa and Minnesota and Nebraska. You're competing with everybody in their Big Ten conference record. So I'm looking at the teams that I feel like are in that upper echelon, which are, of course, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, Wisconsin, and Iowa. I I picked those five teams from the current Big Ten. Um, I know that you could make an argument for maybe you know Michigan State sometimes or whatever, but I, just for the sake of this discussion, I'm looking at – I kind of dived into the schedules of those teams. And then the newcomers, excluding UCLA, because I don't think they're a huge threat instantly. Now, I know, I'm not saying they're not good. I know that they are, but just for the sake of this discussion. So I looked at USC, Oregon, and Washington. What I looked at here is of those eight teams, the upper echelon, I'll say, in the 18-team conference, who has the tougher schedule, right? Now, 
if you look at those eight teams and say, okay, how many of those eight teams are you playing? And what are the games that you're playing? So for us, we're playing at USC, we're playing at Iowa, we're home to Oregon and Penn State. That's a pretty tough slate. Most of these teams, these eight teams that I just highlighted, um, they, they mostly play four of these opponents. Except Iowa, they only play three, which of course, lucky Iowa. They play at Ohio State, they host Washington and host Wisconsin. And then Washington actually plays five of these opponents. That's just too bad for them. They go at Iowa, Michigan at home, USC at home, at Penn State, and at Oregon. So three of those on the road. So I think for the most part, we're a middle of the pack as far as our strength of schedule. Now, again, I didn't look at every single game. I just kind of looked at what I thought were the best, more sort of upper echelon teams and how they play and what kind of games they have against other upper echelon teams. So that's the way you kind of look at it. But we're middle of the road. I think that it's, look, it's going to be really hard to get into the top two of this conference. There's no doubt about that. When you're in a conference with Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Oregon, Washington, USC, we've got to have a special season to say that we're going to play in that Big Ten championship. But I'm still here for it. I love the Big Ten. You've heard me say on this show and on Locked on Badgers how much the Big Ten means to me and how much winning a Big Ten title would mean to me. So, look, I'm, I love that the conference is this deep and the strength of schedule is going to be there every single year. Uh, but that's kind of where we stand. So, do we have a chance to really necessarily win the Big Ten next year? Who knows? We've got to, there's a lot of questions to answer before that happens. I, on paper, no, I don't necessarily think so because look at this. There's a lot of games here that are not necessarily winnable. Um, but that's kind of where we are as far as holistically. Again, Iowa does have a little bit of an easier schedule. They did, they, they're going to have a new offensive coordinator. Who knows who their quarterback's going to be? So I'm not saying Iowa's a threat, but of these kind of eight teams that I highlighted, they do have the easiest slate. So that's something to keep your eye on. Way, way too early prediction now. Look, so looking at this, I'm going to say Western Michigan and South Dakota likely wins. Alabama, USC likely losses. Then we go on our stretch. Penn State at home, to me, that's the toss-up game, right? Penn State and Oregon at home are those games where like, well, if we're going to have a special season, we're going to have to really beat Penn State and Oregon. Um, and if we, we could also lose both of those games, right? So if you count Alabama and USC as losses, that's definitely two, um, just because I think they're, those are really good teams. Penn State and Oregon. So are we a three-loss team? Are we a four-loss team? Or maybe even more, the other games, Purdue and Rutgers Northwestern, Nebraska, Minnesota, I, like, I think we're going to, I think we can have those. And, and, and it, we would, we're certainly going to pick us to win those games unless something drastic happens in the off season. But given the trajectory of the program, I certainly like what I'm seeing so far. And I believe that's, that that's there. So my way too early prediction is going to be eight and four um, or maybe nine and three. It's hard to say, but I'm, I'm going to go nine and three actually, just because um, believe with Reggie, why would I not go nine and three? Um, because I think, I think the, the Penn state or Oregon, we're going to win one of those games. Uh, they're both at home. And I do think we're going to beat Iowa next year. I, we can't, we right. We can't lose to Iowa three years in a row. That's just not going to happen. I, I really hope not. So I'm going to just, you know, chalk that up to we're going to beat Iowa because we just owe them a win. Um, but the other games are, they're not going to be easy. Oregon at home, Penn State at home are tough, but they're both at home. So we also have to look at the home slate, right? The home slate being Alabama, the tough games, at least Alabama, Purdue, Penn State, Oregon, Minnesota, our road slate, USC, Rutgers, Northwestern, Iowa, Nebraska. We do have five Big Ten games on the road, and there's only four Big Ten games at home. But again, some of the road games are games that you really feel like you can win, especially when you look at Rutgers, Northwestern, and Nebraska. But 
I think it's great. I think it's really interesting to talk about this stuff and see it. I'm one of those guys that when the schedule comes out, I want to look at it. I want to dissect it. I want to figure out how many wins we can get out of it, how many potential losses there are. However you look at the schedule, whether you think we're going to win 11 games or six games, wherever you are on the spectrum, I think that the one thing that I would say is this is going to be exciting. I know there's been a lot of talk about, is this right for the Big Ten? Should we be doing this? Should we be adding Oregon and Washington and these other teams? I think it's exciting because, yeah, there are downfalls. I understand that, but we're a coast-to-coast conference. From an economic standpoint, this just makes a lot of sense. This is where college football is going. We very well could have a system in the future of what basically amounts to an AFC and NFC and the Big Ten and the SEC. I mean, that that really could be what it looks like down the line when maybe you're looking at 2014 conferences. So. But right now, it's exciting. We I like to be play exciting games. I want to play good opponents. And yeah, we're going to lose some of those games, but we also have a chance to win them, right? I mean, we just came back from Madison, a game that, no, we knew we weren't going to win, but it was still exciting to be there. And it was still exciting to feel some hope of that, of that kind of a win. Now you have a lot of games that you can look at that schedule and say, hmm, where am I going to go? Which game am I going to go see? Because there's a lot of hope that's kind of building up. Um, I, so I, I'm a big fan of this overall. I've kind of had mixed emotions about it, but in the end, these are games I want to see. I want to see us play Alabama. That's obviously non-conference, but I want to see us play Oregon and USC. And I want to see the Badgers come out West and, and play some of these games and help their West coast recruiting too. I mean, there's no reason why we can't, you know, beef up our recruiting a- across the country as well. And we know that Luke Fickle is going to take those steps, but Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. I thought it was excellent to just kind of break down the schedule a little bit and talk through it. Again, this weekend, we're going to do a basketball preview show. It's going to be excellent. We're going to talk about all things related to rotation, uh, record predictions, and all the good stuff, right? Basketball season's here. It's coming. And hopefully, hopefully, we are going to talk about a nice, good, comfortable football win. We really, really need a little bit of a break from the, the rough three weeks that we've had, although there was a, a win sandwiched in there, it was still a pretty emotional victory against Illinois. So I would like to see Indiana just fall early and hopefully the Badgers can have an excellent, excellent win. And man, we need it. We really, really need to come out strong and come out firing. So, all right, tune in uh, this weekend for our show. And um, thanks a lot. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Bucky Report or The Bucky Report Podcast from wherever you get your content. Until next time, on Wisconsin.